Hi, friends. I'm Olivia. I'm Rod. And you're listening to Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church. In today's episode, we are covering the September 24th sermon titled Moving the Message. Now, admittedly, there were various technical and other challenges. Oh, um, boy. This morning. Um, But you had a video clip, which unfortunately did not have any sound in-house. But it was from Finding Nemo, and it was Marlon, I think, starting to talk about his journey to find Nemo. Why did you select that? Because I know there were a few options of video clips, but you went with this one. Why was that? Well, it best displayed what it, it means to get the message out, to share the message with someone else, and then they share it with someone else. Um, and, and I thought that was a great way to kind of see that. And uh, I think that becomes important in this message. It's something I didn't bring out, but just how the message passes on. And and I think everyone who knows Christ as their Savior, if they stop and think about it, the message of redemption was told to them by someone else. Obviously, it wasn't Christ, but it was told uh, from the lips of another in some way, shape, or form. And I think we can look and and talk about how we receive that message. But also, when you acknowledge that, you have to turn around and say, okay, I have a responsibility then of sharing that message with others. And that's how he moves the message. It's, it's through personal relationships. It's through connecting with one another. And I thought that video clip uh, demonstrated that. And in John 4 that we looked at, it's the Samaritan woman who is doing the telling. She has an interaction with Jesus, and then she goes into town, and she tells everyone about him. And you focused mainly on two phrases, which is come and see, when she talks about come see the man who told me everything I ever did, and then could this be the Messiah? Now, that second question, could this be, you were saying that that's, that is an evangelistic tactic to have people kind of investigate further. It's not that she's questioning in her own mind, could this be the Messiah, right? Yeah, I don't think the text, the context leads us to that position where she's wondering, you know, I wonder if this is the Messiah. Help me figure this out. I don't think that's what the context is saying. I think she's sharing that she's come to this decision and she's just asking them, hey, check this out. Come and see. Could this be, check it out, here's a question you have to wrestle with. Could this be the Messiah? Could this be the one? Because when you meet him, you need to think about that question. So I I think that's what the context leads us to understand what was going on there. So would you say that when she drops the water jug and leaves, like she has already believed his message when she's leaving? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I think John doesn't fill in that gap, but I think at that point, Um, she left with the spiritual water that she will never thirst for again. And that is uh, the gift of eternal life. And I think she left that meeting at the well when the disciples came up uh, secure in in that gift, in the attainment of that gift. So another thing that was interesting is the people of the, of the Samaritan town, many of them come to faith and they, invite Jesus to stay for a couple more days, and they tell the woman that it's no longer by your testimony alone that we believe. Now we know that this man is the Savior of the world. So 
Can you explain the difference between believe and know in that sense? Yeah, that's a great question. And quite frankly, that's the question I probably wrestled with the most in the sermon. And I I didn't make it clear. Uh, They are essentially uh, synonyms with each other, I think. I think belief has the concept of immaterial, believing in uh, something that's that's immaterial versus or, or is applied to to that that you is may be like one step removed from the thing you're believing yes in. there's I, a I little think, bit of a distance yes maybe there. I think that's a good way to put it but but again I think that certainty was implied when they believed and what I was wrestling with was okay were they certain when they believed her testimony but they were more certain after they met Jesus and you know you're either certain or you're not certain. You're either sure of something or you're not sure of something. And the distinction there is, I believe the the Greek word is eidos, and, and eidos has the idea of physical, of, of knowing something physically. Uh, oh, when you're talking to someone and you say, "Oh, I see what you're talking about. I see what you mean." It it has that that aspect of a, a physical proof of it. And they had believed because of the woman's testimony, but then after interacting with Jesus, they physically could see for themselves. And that led them to say, we now know that he's the Savior of the world. So that expanded their understanding of his mission. But I firmly believe that because of her testimony, they believed in him as the Messiah and they gained eternal life just like she did at that at that moment. But they continued to seek and understand and grow, and, and they got to the point where they said, oh, I see what you're talking about now. I, I see it from a bigger perspective. The other main, I guess the main point in your sermon was talking about how sometimes the medium by which we hear and receive the gospel can be confused with the message, or sometimes we use the medium as the only means to the message. For example, if you received Christ through an altar call, you think that if there's no altar call, people can't accept Christ. Are there other examples? Um, you mentioned that you had biblical examples. Yes, and that that I did not bring out in the message. You know, I think this is the bend of humanity. I think, number one, it's just like with David. When uh, Samuel goes to anoint David, and he doesn't know which brother he's going to anoint, and God makes it clear to Samuel that, hey, you look on the outward, I look at the inward. So humanity is bent toward looking at the physical, the outward, and that happens time and time again. For instance, when the Jews leave Egypt, not much time goes by at all before they are worshiping a golden calf. They they want the physical. They they want to give credit to something physically involved. Um, in the previous chapter, in John chapter 3, Jesus alludes to a story that happens in Numbers 21 when he says, uh, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so shall the Son of Man be, be lifted up. And um, the fact of the matter is, there was a time when, in Numbers 21, where they were supposed to look to that physical object for deliverance because of the snake bites. But later on in Israel's history, they started doing it again. And they, no, no, that's not what you're supposed to do. We are bent toward the physical. And what inevitably happens is we end up making a switch. After a while, 
the medium becomes the message. And I think you see that today in a lot of churches. I think a lot of churches, has lo- they've lost the clear, simple message of redemption, of the gift of eternal life, but they've kept the form. You can go in churches where they're doing things they've done for hundreds of years, but they've lost the message. And they think the medium or the form is what's holy. No, that's not what it is. It's about the message of eternal life. And we've lost that. And that's humanity's bend. And that's, that's why I was addressing that, the issue of assurance, because I think it's very easy for people to tie into the medium, the form that it takes, instead of the heart that's there, the meat, the meat of the message. Even Paul uh, warns Timothy about this very thing. In Second uh, Timothy 3, 5, he says, uh, he, he's warning about godlessness in the last days, and he says, you know, people having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, avoid such people. Yeah, and so I think we, we are attracted to the physical, we're attracted to the form. And, you know, when it comes to a person's assurance— uh, the form can be shaken, and if they misunderstand that and they don't realize that it's the gift that they're receiving, and that's God is very creative, and he's very creative at, in moving that message out into our lives. And so that's what I was really trying to get to as far as the assurance bit in this series, because I think people can be confused by that. It can be a struggle if, let's say, like, for example, you came to Christ alone in your bedroom. Well, does that count? Because you weren't at church. You know, you didn't have a bunch of people there with you who witnessed you walk down the aisle, you know. So it, it can lead to other people kind of questioning you and making you have doubt that you didn't do it right. Um, but to know that, no, it's just the, it's the message that matters. If you believe the message, it doesn't matter how you receive that, whether it's through the radio, the TV, just reading the Bible or listening to a friend, however it is, it's the message that matters. And Satan, and I I hope I made this clear in the message, Satan would like nothing more than for believers to doubt their salvation, to not be sure, and to always wondering if he loves me or he loves me not. He loves me or he loves me not. And God does not want us to live that way. We, We cannot live victoriously as sons and daughters of the Most High if we have that doubt, we just can't. We can't do it. And you're also less likely to tell other people about it if you're doubting. Absolutely. You don't want to tell people about something that you're not completely sold on. You know, that's you don't want to lead them astray if you're still. But if you know for certain, then yes, you can tell people about it because you know 100% that this is true. Well, thank you for going through all of that. And I'm really enjoying this series. And I know we'll probably get some more questions um, as we go further in. But I think this was really helpful, a, a very helpful topical sermon. So thank you for that and for breaking that down. And thank you all for listening to Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church. <laughs>